Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Niels Bohr. One supermassive black hole. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour, your home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Sister 260. You got a, you got, you got real tickled by a supermassive black hole. I was just... I, I believe, that isn't the name of a Soundgarden album. Um, Supermassive black hole. I mean, there's, there's black hole sun. Supermassive Black Hole is an album from somebody. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. It's a it's a thing that's, you know, existed in the popular imagination for many years, maybe since Einstein. Muse. Okay, that seems that that's got tracks. Muse. Not Muse. Soundgarden, but Muse. Got it. I don't know why the I was guys that, that sing real high. I like Muse. I I'm, I'm okay with Muse. I'd give Muse about a B. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone plays Muse in the car. I don't hate it. Yeah, I go, okay, all right. Um, Hi, guys. We're going to be talking about Money Shot, Volume 1, in Nerd Boy Book Club, later on. A late, uh, a late entrant into our 2019 Fucky Book of the Year. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Does it pull its punches? I, I, I'm, I'm interested in this talk. So okay, uh, we'll get there in a bit. For now, we have our first segment. The book segment we start every show with. It's time for floppies fortnightly. Floppies fortnightly is the part of the show where Eric and I review a selection of the best couple of weeks' books. Tell you to buy or do not buy them. There's mush meter goes from one to five. If you're feeling mushy, um, all these books are from uh, the last week of March because there were no new comic books from any of the major publishers on in uh, April 1st, Wednesday, April 1st. And, uh, it's not a, not a good joke guys. Nope. Not a good joke. And we're playing it by ear. <laughs> we're going to keep podcasting, even if there are new, new, no new comic books from the big, uh, companies, but, uh, they say they have a solution fixed, but they said that last week too. And that didn't happen. So if, uh, there's no new, books from the big guys we'll be reading small little indie books that come out uh we're gonna keep trucking uh our first book of the week is x-men i don't know why i said that with an accent x-men x-men number x-men number nine written by jonathan Hickman, art Neil francis you color sunny go letters clayton cows design tom muller uh so this is a uh this uh, time on X-Men. Th- this time on X-Men. Uh, it really X-Men. feels like this is like the second half of an animated series episode. Like, it really feels like this is like last time on X-Men. Mm-hmm. And they have like, you know, the clip of like the brood uh, charging on a, on a, on the thing. And then, oh, we have the King Egg uh, and all that. This actually, this is, this is an almost like comical take on this very serious new, like, x-men universe like all the subject matter is very serious but it turns its way all around the dial to where it's just 
preposterous and like the guys fucking eating the egg and it, it, it's it's a whole thing he's the king now yeah because he ate it now the x-men have it's an a... eric i'm sure nothing bad could happen with the x-men having their own brood army of trillions of brood i mean you know nothing could go wrong it's good it's it's gonna be great it, I mean, it's just like in that documentary, Alien, where that company tried to weaponize uh, an, uh, an alien race of parasites that, you know, I think they look a little similar to these brood guys. I mean, I mean, they ripped off the X-Men. I, I, I'm not. I'm only familiar with the X-Men. I feel like that's a foregone conclusion. I've never watched. just public knowledge. I, I've, these ne fucks. I've never watched uh, Alien or Aliens or Alien 3 or Alien 4 or Covenant, Alien Covenant or Prometheus. Or, or read the Alien 3 uh, comic book based on the William Gibson screenplay. Uh, or yeah. Aliens or Predator or Aliens vs. Predator Requiem or Predators. I don't know about what any of this shit Predator, is. Predator 2, the alien does make an appearance in Predator 2. I don't remember that. It's this. I mean, that's the that's what set off the Alien vs. Predator thing is the when uh, uh, when what's his face goes into the ship at the very end of Predator Two, there's an alien, there's a xenomorph skull, an alien skull. Yeah, so that kind of set off everyone's like, oh my god, the predators have fought aliens. Okay, um, this is a good comic book. I don't know. I like everyone involved. I it's very big and very dumb. Mm -hmm. It very it's a very like this this book this the X Men book has like we i've mentioned before when we've read previous issues like they it completely changes its tone from book to from issue to issue even and it's actually pretty impressive to me um i have already made my my thoughts on gladiator well known and kid gladiator you, you've you've definitely talked about your love of gladiator and kid gladiator and this thing this has uh now x-men have a brood army i don't know it's good. It's dumb, but that's good. It is super dumb, but God help me. It's the it's the right flavor of stupid. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We know Francis Hugh, I love his art, as always. No Miranda shots. At this point, I'm just disappointed in him. <laughs> he couldn't fit one in. Mm-hmm. We do get, like, a gladiator abs, like, abs pose down shot with his gun. I guess that's the closest we're going to get. Are we going to call that a gladiator shot? I mean, I'm not going to call it that. Okay. It does fit, though. Yeah. I'm a buy. Look, look, looking at some dude's happy trail? Sure. Yeah. I'm a buy on X-Men the Mirror. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could go into reasons why not spend money on comic books right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> plenty of reasons not to spend money on comic books, but I feel like that doesn't enter into our discussion. It does not. Double buy, X-Men number nine. Next up is Hellions. Number one, written by Zeb Wells, art Stephen Sokovia, colors David Curiel, letters Corey Pettit. The X-Men needed their suicide squad, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's very suicide squad, isn't it? Very, th I very, really like... thunder very Thunderbolts as well. Oh, yeah. I really like this Mr. Sinister. He's basically a Venture Brothers character, and it really just fills me with joy. It, it, yeah, he... He's always he's I think when you put him, especially when you put him alongside all these other villains, you have to do something to differentiate him more. Mm -hmm. You have to make him bigger. You have to make him him 
how, you know, talking to uh, what Exodus about his epaulet, epaulet whatever you call mm-hmm. those. He's like, are you are you trying to are you trying to can't out shoulder him? Don't out shoulder me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's it's very. He's a lot of fun. Uh, and that's what this that's what this book is. It's a lot of fun. And it has a lot of like very lesser known these, you know, just sociopathic villain teams and then Havoc. <laughs> Poor Havoc is just like, oh, I don't know what happened. I just went really ang- I got really angry and I almost made a man's head explode. But we got a Marauder. We got what everyone loves Wild Child. I mean, of course, I read Wolverine in the 90s. Gotta love Wild Child. I, saw, I, I I've missed this character. I didn't read any Wolverine books with with this person in it. Those are they're not they're not good. But I was a soft spot because I read them when I was twelve, and I and I was like, you know, there's there's the little robot girl and Wild Child and the the, the cyber all the those terrible Wolverine villains. See the the robot girl and cyber I I'm familiar with. I I read during that era. Okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. This book looks great as well. It's oh very, yeah, it's very, very pretty. Art is spectacular. Um, I'm yeah, sinister leading. No, what could go wrong? Again, what could mm-hmm. go wrong with sinister leading his own little black ops team? Uh, I'm a buy. I mean, I, I, I'll read anything that is like Mister Sinister as the, the, uh, the monarch. That's just. That's that. Just let me throw money at you. It's just wonderful. Now I'm gonna just read it in the monarch's voice. Oh yeah, it really improves it. <laughs> I can't. Basically, any character that was in the X Men animated series, I just kind of almost always hear their voice as they were in the animated series. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Wolverine's voice from the animated show is forever how Wolverine sounds to me. So I understand that. Yeah. And Sinister, I really liked. They, 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 they like, they pitched to the that voice actor's voice in some weird way on that show, and it just made me always think of Sinister. I think was always my Sinister and Apocalypse. Those are like my two favorite animated series villains. They did a good job with. Mm. That's double by Hellions number one. Next up is Wolverine number two, written by Ben Percy, art Adam Kubert, colors Frank Martin, letters Corey Pettit. I mean, he's no Wolverine. He's no Wolverine. He's no Wolverine. I'm trying to think of a, some Brian Cage reference to make here, but I can't. Um, now, I mean, you, you can't make a reference. You need to. Well, I didn't. I didn't quite. I was going to say can't make a reference. <laughs> He's a machine, but that doesn't work. <laughs> we got, I feel like I, 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 I shouldn't have started if I didn't have something. That's what happened to me. Uh, we yeah. get Wolvie. <laughs> we get Wolvie and Lebowski teaming up officially. We get a little bit more insight into the powers of. The, the 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 villain who is stealing the petals. What do you think? You like this? Um, I mean, it's okay. I um, I don't know. It just sort of falls flat for me. It's okay. I don't really care. I found the last one compelling, but this one I don't care enough. It's a little. It's to keep it, reading. It's too decompressed for me. I think that's where I get on on this issue. It feels very like a lot of it's just de- like it's it's very much exposition, a lot of just exposition mm-hmm. and not a lot of things happening. And like we get it feels built around the reveal at the end of the issue where Wolverine yeah. has stabbed another partner. And I'm like, I kind of saw it coming. 
so that it, the twist didn't really do anything for me. It's not a twist. Reveal didn't really do much for me. Because um, I kind of expect when you have the villain who is able to control, mind control people and make them mm-hmm. attack their friends, that it's going to happen again. They don't have any, they didn't bring any, like, why don't you have Gene, why don't you have Gene with you? Like, have someone who can do psychic shielding, you know? Like, why would you, like, I, I don't feel like you have to be that smart to do that. Um like you have a bunch of psychics. Like Wolverine is literally on X Force with uh with Quentin Choir. Why isn't Quentin just here like shielding them? Nothing. Well, at least that would make sense. Okay. Um I, I mean like I'm like I'm interested in this mm. like in the overarching story. Like I wanna see who this yeah. lady I wanna see who this lady is. I wanna see how Lebowski and his poor little daughter do. I know the guy has a name, but whatever. He's like he's just Lebowski. He's Lebowski. Yeah, it's he's fine. Yeah, uh, the dude. I just want. I mm-hmm. want. I want to see how he does. I want his daughter to to get these pedals so that she is okay, which I assume is the you know one of the subplots going on. But you know, I want that. I, I you know I don't want every if every issue is going to be like this, and I'm just like oh catch up on trades where it doesn't stand out as much. So I don't know what that means. I get. I, I guess that makes me a mushy buy because I I you know. I still think this book is good. It's just this issue is a little eh. So like a mush meter four? Four. Mush- okay. That's where I'm at. You know, I can see eye to eye with that. Honestly, I'm so soft I could just pass on it altogether, but if you're going that ham on the mush meter, I'll do it too. That's a double buy on Wolverine number two with mush meter four. Next book is Road to Empire number one, written by Robbie Thompson with art. By Matea de Lulis and Javier Rodriguez and Alvaro Lopez with letters by Joe Caramagna. You were talking about how the, it, it it felt like a uh, a last time on. Mm-hmm. This 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 might as well be a clip show. Yeah, this comic. Well, that's I mean that's, that's what exactly that's, how it well, feels. Eric, you said this, the reason we read this book. Is simply because you said, you know, I had to get, I gave you a little bit of a rundown on galactic, you know, how, what, uh, how the co- cosmic Marvel is, what are the, the status. Mm-hmm. And this is basically a prep for Empire. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, they're like, oh, it's going to tell you about how the scrolls and the Kree were. I'm like, okay, we can get a little yeah. bit of a history lesson. I mean, I, I, I liked it on, on those grounds. It just very much is that thing. Yeah. If you already know all this stuff, you don't need to buy this book. I yeah, it was it was it was some information for me. Well, yeah, I knew most of this. There's a little the finer points are interesting. Um I did like catch it up with our our scroll our secret scroll family. We never really finished that that series. I, I regret that because it did look like it was a neat series. You got lost in the wash at the end of the year. Yeah. There's a there's a ton of stuff. It's this, Yes, Marvel shouldn't be putting out as many comic books as they do. But yeah. well, well, they're reaping what they're, they're reaping the cost of that right now. Um, but what do you think of the difference in the art? The fact that the present day is this kind of more photorealistic style, and then you have like Kirby esque mm-hmm. in the in the flashbacks. I'm trying to think of who this artist is. Who are they? I mean, look at the fucking credits page again. Oh, uh, Javier Rodriguez, yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel too bad to me. Really, I would prefer things to be one or the other, but it's... 
I feel like this kind of stuff works better when it's segmented like this, where there's a clear, like, differentiation, you know? Right. That, like, the, the past and the present are different worlds, effectively. Um, that, like, the different artistic styles can be a storytelling thing, kind of like um, Shaner and uh, Mitch Gerads mm-hmm. in... Um, Oh, what is that new book? It's not Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle 2, The Miracle-ing. Strange Adventures. That's what it is, yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, these things are not ideal, but they can be more of an artistic choice, and it kind of mitigates the, the weirdness, the badness of using multiple people. And I happen to like both of their art. It's not like they're getting some bum to come in there and do three pages and then handed it off to someone else. It's like, it looks good in both things. And it's, you know, it's clear that it's different. I, I, I don't know. It's a thing that we dump on a lot, but I'm, I'm relatively fine with it. Yeah. And I do like the fact that the flashback art does subtly change mm-hmm. as we progress. Like it starts very much Kirby S because it's set in like the sixties, you know, silver age stuff but then as he gets up to the 70s and then finally like the young avengers art in the last couple pages is like very modern kind of looking uh styling versus that is still differentiated from the present set scroll family art which is you know cassidy-esque and this but the the young avengers stuff near the very end with uh with teddy and all that is different again and i like that i i think this book is if, if you're looking for a catch-up before empire if you're just looking for general kind of background information on the 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 scrolls and the kree and cosmic uh stuff i think it's worthwhile to read i think i don't mind the split art i think it does work in this such in one it's one issue like it's literally this all this is is there's no more to this it just goes straight into empire from this um and I do like the Skrull family. I like the fact that, you know, this the daughter is very much trying to plead against, you know, it, it works thematically in connecting mm-hmm. the, the past and the present. Uh, so I'm a buy, unless, you know, it, if you are well-schooled on this, you probably don't need to read it, but I doubt there's a lot of people like that out there. So I'm a buy. Yeah, for me, it's certainly worth it. But, um, you know, I agree with what you said. There's... There's probably a comic books reader out there that does not need it. Yeah. Are they listening to this podcast? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't follow people around. <laughs> I ain't creeping on anybody. Alright. That's a double buy Red Empire number one. Next up, No One's Rose, number one, written by Zach Thompson and Emily Horn, drawn by Alberto Albuquerque, colored Raul and Angelo, lettered by Otsman and Hal El Howell. Uh one of these unfortunate books launching Right in the midst of mm-hmm. chaos, um, so post-post-apocalyptic set, you know, where humanity has reclaimed a small part of Earth under a bubble, powered by this big tree, basically, and we got class class struggles within Eric. Well, I mean that is segmented. That is what history is segmented by elevation. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of another comic book story that has done that. I mean, that's exactly the Battle Angel. What? What? 
does this do enough different for you to like it? Um, my my big problem with this is like it's a million words to say stuff that's not at the end of the day like these characters and ideas are not that complicated and it's a million words and it just makes everything really busy and hard to digest and like i i when i finished reading it i'm like what the hell was that and then i picked over it again a little bit and then i read the blurb on the back and i'm like well this is way more concise and now i understand kind of the thrust of what they're trying to show me so there's just so much in here and i feel like it's it's not focused enough and them trying to distill it to a blurb well then they had to distill it i feel like this could be a lot less and be 10 times as effective i don't dislike it or the ideas in it it's just a lot and a lot more than it needs to be yeah there is a lot of I mean, why say what you want to say in 10 words when you can say 10,000? More words equals better always. Yeah, I, I feel like it could pick its battles better yes. about where it could be wordy and where it cannot be. Like sometimes in the, like you can definitely have wordier sections in this book when you're mm -hmm. trying to when you're trying to get world building across. I understand you're trying to get a lot of information out there, but I don't think you need explanations about how plants work like algae and, and, and mm -hmm. like science about photosynthesis and stuff like I, that does not matter in the, the in the case of this book like i'm sure like it will come back across like your big tree is rotting or something they mentioned that a couple times but the black mold on yeah the thing, black yeah. yeah there's something going on with that tree okay that's important information but i don't need you don't need to prove to me that this uh this lady this woman i assume these people are both like young adult i don't know if they're teenagers if they're adults it's hard for me to figure out how old they are i they're in school so i assume they're teenagers but i'm not really sure um but they're both you know i i, I could take your word for it that she's good at science um so you don't i don't think you need to spend a lot of time of her talking about science for it to to work across like i find all the stuff inside of it interesting i like the big reveal at the end know that there's non-humans living in this world now there's like weird plant hybrid people that's interesting that's neat that they are that's part of the caste system okay cool and that this the boy has become kind of a part of this movement and now has drawn his own sister into it you know that that's cool too i, I like how it looks i think the, mm -hmm. the art the art is good um i think i'm still a biased like i'm maybe like a one on the mush meter i can go way higher three or four honestly i think there's i think there's a lot of good to be said here but when i think about when i think about how verbose this is and how excited and on the hook i was after reading like the first little bit of saga and how this is probably just as ambitious as saga is although i mean i guess this is actually a a smaller world this all takes place on on like one planet i suppose but theoretically it introduces as much and i think does it in like a lot of wheel spinning a lot of words that aren't necessary and just aren't as fun i mean a lot of great potential here a lot of interesting and fun ideas it's just it's tough to read it's tough to digest and it's 
it, it really is it's looking at the parts that aren't aren't its strongest like the strongest things about it it's getting caught in the weeds as it were what's your number let's say four okay that's uh double by no one's rose number one with mush meter of what was it two point you said you, yeah there'd be five times divided by two two point five oh god math yeah. uh so last book of the week is on the stump tm number two never noticed that tm on the on the next to the the title before uh written by chuck brown art by Prenzy, letters by clayton cowles um we read the first issue think we're we're weak on it didn't like it Mm -hmm. i saw it number two give it a shot nothing different than that first issue yeah i don't like it a lot of a lot of stuff happening and a lot of subplots have like all happening at the same time like four or five different subplots all happening at the same time and i don't know how they're connected how they work together yeah, that's the thing. Shit's just happening, and there's like not a lot of justification for anything. And there's and like literally a page, uh, page nineteen for you, Eric. Reading dig- anyone reading digitally, page nineteen, uh, where there's like a hidden something or other, and then a woman, like these, there are two characters get or like one gets pushed into this chasm, and then they're like. They're falling, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they're in this base. And like, did are they saying that she fell and landed on? Like, did she fall? And they're this weird, like this weird. These like, are they floating down there? Like, I have no idea what is happening. Why? It's, how did? It's it's some weak storytelling. Honestly, I feel like the the the, the concept is really not clear. I feel like they could have revised this page a little bit. This is this is a really good example. Like the, the, you gotta, I think they would have to literally explain it. I don't know. You gotta explain it in words if you can't get it across visually. And I think like if they fall, if they're falling onto like some hover thing, or I don't know, if they fucking fall on a trampoline. What is this? I don't know. It, they it, don't. It, they it, don't it, say. It, it could definitely be explained a little bit better, and I just kind of, I just kind of glossed over this because I I was just frustrated by every page leading up to this and every page after. I, I just don't think this is this is for me. It does like this artist looks good, despite like I don't know maybe the storytelling isn't bad because like I think the characters act out what's going on and i can tell what's what they're what they're doing um but there's some disconnect here it's i I just don't have character motivation that's honestly like i don't know there's definitely zero of that like you don't know any of these people and they just fucking do stuff and you're like all right like i I guess that guy is choking that dude to death yeah like i remember the basics from that first issue and i'm but then why are but why are they killing why why are there so many characters one there's this boardroom full of people i don't know who any of them are and then there's assassins multiple groups of of killers there's our main quote-unquote main character who's now in some secret headquarters where there's a tree 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is there a tree there? Do we, is that like supposed to be like a George Washington cherry tree kind of thing going on? And it's, who knows? Uh, I'm a, I'm a do not buy. I can't, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. None of us need this book. I like the, I like the action. Uh, it looks good. It does. It does look good. But it does. It does look good. I need to understand the stakes and I still don't know what the stakes are. Do you know what it feels like to me is Prometheus? Okay, why? Because no characters have motivation. Ah, okay, got it. They just have fucking, they just have color schemes and haircuts. (laughs) That's their whole character. And they just fucking do things for no reason. Well, it has to happen this way, Eric. The plot says so. I guess so. Like, that's that's just the thing that I compare everything to that's just i don't know they need to release that... they need to have someone get bit by a bug so that someone takes their helmet off right next to a giant thing yeah do a snake Obviously. monster mm-hmm. we need to have this guy escape so he escapes after he's been beaten and stabbed is he a, is he like super like how does he su- have superpowers i don't i thought these were just men like this guy is multiple like blades sticking out of him. And he's hanging yeah, upside he's, down. He's, he's been beaten. He's, he's not even affected. He's like, this is awesome. I'm I got right. a knife in my back. I mean, he's running. I'm he just fucking run. He he snaps his constraints and runs away. And we're like, well, later, pussies. <laughs> Bye. He's just gone. I'm like, well, okay, all right. I guess that guy needs to live for the plot to work out later on. I guess. Uh, double do not buy on the stump number two. That's it for floppies. Uh, I usually see there'll be more of them, but mm, I didn't. Maybe comic books are over. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think that will. Though there'll still be people will still make comic books regardless nope, of. It's not happening. Oh, okay, Eric. The... That's one of the symptoms. Oh God. Yeah. So you you grow extra butts, buy all the toilet paper, and stop making comics. Those are the three symptoms. So if you, anyone you know is growing extra butts and ceasing to make comics, you need to lock them in their room and not, like, not, like, just wash your hands, cons. Just never stop. This is not good advice. <laughs> it's a good disclaimer. Uh, yeah. we, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for Checking In. Checking In is the part show where Eric and I talk about what we've been up to for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> What we've seen, or played, or read, or done. All the millions of places that I've been. So many places. Uh, I've been home. Yeah, me too. Got to imagine that. I know. Uh, I have I have a new book coming out. Good for you. I'm proud of you, bud. I'm working. I've been working on that. That's been a lot of my time. Has been working on that, getting it ready. I finally got a cover back. Uh, it's gonna coming out on Easter. It's coming out on Easter Sunday. Are you ready to? Oh man, just when the when the country starts back up. Yeah, exactly. Everyone be ready to buy horror. It's true. Um, do you want to reveal the title or anything? Or are we not, are we not ready for that? I mean, it is called the Split Circle. It okay. is. It's a. I, I have my elevator pitch is still not in perfect form. Uh, mm-hmm. but does take it does take some time it does it they it evolves over time basically where you're like oh wait why am i talking about all this extra stuff no one cares uh it's a it's It's one of those things that like movies change genres after focus testing and they've been in in theaters for about a month 
Yeah, they're just like, oh, it's this is a comedy now. And you're like, real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could have marketed it as a comedy. I uh, think that's you. You would be far from the only person to no to to sort of evolve things based on new information. No, I think that's what smart people do. Honestly, they try. It's a horror mystery set in Eastern a small a small Eastern European town. A disgraced soccer referee investigating a strange cult uh, that worships the sport after uh, people start going missing in the town. That's my that's my rough draft. Mm-hmm. It can be finessed it's a little good. bit, um, mm-hmm. but it's coming out on Easter. I've been working on that, and yep. that's basically all my work is basically done except for marketing, which is uh, well, never stops. Never stops, which is very uh, ABC. Always be playing the cello. I'm I'm trying to sell my cello, so I can't do that. <laughs> I was going to. What the fuck, man? I was going to you sell my cello. Be ABC, and I was I was going to sell my cello, but now there's no. Nope, going outside, so I gotta wait for, like, it's probably four months or whatever it is. Hopefully four months, probably worse. Uh, I you had a cello in your house still. I do. I did not know that. I knew you used to play the cello. It needs repairs, and then okay. I can be sold. Uh, okay. Even then, it's still probably worth something. I've been playing Animal... I don't know if you heard this game, Eric. It's called Animal Crossing New Horizons. No, in no way have I been playing... Have I played this, like, 45 hours and started a Discord server for it? I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, uh, so there. I like Animal Crossing. There's a lot of it is. It's it's good. I'm kind of getting bored of it though. Uh, no, I could. Nope, <laughs> never. It's it's uh, like it's the I don't know. Animal Crossing is Animal Crossing all the way down. Like you're, I'm not gonna unlock a nope a thing where I shoot bugs or Mm-mm. like. There's it's just Eventually, it's gonna be me picking up rocks and. <laughs> fucking getting bit by spiders forever that's it eventually that's okay eventually you can unlock golden tools uh um what a what a fucking waste and they still break they do they do still break what a crock of shit the the fucking like that has been a thing that like i was very glad when like fucking skyrim or whatever and the, the shit didn't have durability and for some reason, like Breath of the Wild and these things, like and now Japan thinks that durability is a fun play mechanic. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't want to keep crafting fucking shovels every day. I mostly it's make nets. So dumb. I mostly make nets myself because they catch a lot of bugs. I do that too. I, I'm constantly breaking fishing poles and shovels What's, and axes. And I uh, I have I don't fish anymore because of zipper. So yeah, I'm, zippers a zippers a prick. I'm gonna wait He's until ruined the whole game. I'm waiting until after Easter, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fish again. It's just God. Yeah. No one has anything positive to say, and it's f- for fucking weeks. Well, Eric, I'm gonna tell you what a best thing about catching bugs in Animal Crossing. That bug is always that bug. You don't catch like a, some mm-hmm. butterfly and doesn't turn into an egg. Always a butterfly. You d- wait. Just, just wait. Fucking zippers waiting in the shadows. Oh no! To just completely ruin your day. Is zipper watching? He's like, oh yeah. Zipper, zipper is like it's money day. Soon the bugs will be yeah. eggs too. <laughs> yeah, fucking asshole. All the fossils are eggs. All the fish are eggs. It's just, it's, it's just like it's like an order of magnitude. Too many motherfucking eggs. Oops! All eggs. 
Oops. All fucking eggs. Fuck you, Zipper. Everyone hates you. Um, how how was night one of WrestleMania, Eric? Uh, fine. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I I everyone loves the Boneyard except for you. God, I did not like it at all. And I think that like partly what you said, what you told me, um, that it was just sort of a different thing. And that, I mean, I don't know, after the disastrous, of course, that was that was two Saudi Arabia shows ago when Taker and Goldberg had their fucking shit storm and, and had like the worst match of all time. Um, like, I, I think it does. It is a relatively effective way to cut around like problems with with, st- you know, I, I don't want to shit on Taker. He's fucking 55 years old. He's a magnificent. I'll shit on like, Taker if you want me to. I, I mean, retire. He does not need to be. He no. Yes, he should. He should have fucking retired when it meant something. But like, he likes money, <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna keep fucking paying him. He's gonna keep coming back. I mean, w- would would you not do it for, for? They're they're probably paying him a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, million to, over a million dollars per match. Yes. Like I, 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 I like to think of myself as a principled person, but if someone was like, will you, I'll give you a million dollars to fly to Saudi Arabia and have the worst match of all time with Bill Goldberg, I would at least have an existential crisis over like whether I wanted to do it or not. I mean, I would, I would have a fucking hard time turning down that fucking kind of money for that bullshit i would i would here's what i would say i would say sure it's on i would probably try and give a lot of conditions and then probably donate the money to charity mm-hmm. if i'm undertaker and i already have millions of dollars i don't it's he doesn't need more money he has plenty of money um but i just i think yeah it's 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 i think a lot of people are just charmed by it because it's so surreal for that thing to be headlining it uh technically headlining wrestlemania yeah and it is and it it really God, it bothered me because it's like their whole thing is like, how do we shoot around and and make the make the fake fighting look less fake? And the the at least for me, the whole thing is like, well, let's cut out all semblance of sense of disbelief and just make a fake bad movie. And like, no, guys, I don't like it. This is not what I want. Like, you know, give me that ladder match. That fucking ladder match was awesome. Uh, I actually liked the, like, honestly, even like, I don't like Baron Corbin or Elias, but they weren't bad in the ring together. The whole thing was fucking stupid. I didn't care, but they, they did a pretty okay match. The, I mean, I, I like Sami Zayn and I like, uh shinsuke nakamura and i like cesaro and i like it okay that they're together their whole gimmick is dumb as fuck but that that match with daniel i mean how how is Sami Zayn versus daniel bryan really going to be that bad i thought it was fine no i just it's i i I like i i love all those all those four guys are are all great uh they just start wrestling in the wwe which is the my, my my main problem is that that is the biggest problem with all of this like that that first match uh that was um 
who who is it that's with Alexa Bliss? I can't Nikki, think of her name. Nikki, I don't. I don't know. Nikki. Her. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Yeah. I love, she's a, she's cute. She wasn't I, bad. I love Nikki. Nikki's great. Uh, I yeah, like, she's fine. I, I like. I didn't have a problem with her. No, I like. She just doesn't. Go ahead. Well, she doesn't get to do. Again, they're not. She's a good wrestler, but you're not going to mm-hmm. see 70 percent of what they can possibly do. You're in a in a tag match that gets. I don't even know how long that match went. Probably what twelve minutes or something. It was, it was not the longest, and it did not need. It was bad. It felt awful. Um, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, how can you take people with this much talent and it be this bad? And like they should have like th- their solution to no crowd noise or any of that was just like just yell more and mic the ring so you can hear them talking. And I don't think that's a good solution, guys. Like, I think, like, AEW, their shows feel smaller and more intimate, and they have wrestlers kind of kayfaving crowd noise. And it that feels nice, you know? It would feel terrible for a pay-per-view. It would feel stupid. Well, that's, but I mean, that's the for, thing. Like, I would prefer, like, if you're going to do WrestleMania, I'd, the Boneyard matches, from what I've seen of it, is, like, yeah, silly. And and here's, and, the, th- here's and, the thing: it ain't though. It ain't a match. No, it's it's a. Movie. It ain't a match. Yes, that is that is my biggest beef with that. Is it is, I don't care what other people want. Like they can, like I just I watched this because I needed something to do to fucking keep sane. And WrestleMania was happening, and like I like this. I don't know. This thing has been fucking devastating to me. All the fucking great wrestling that I was gonna watch this week, and my biggest artistic event ever was was supposed to happen yesterday, the day before. So I'm gonna fucking watch wrestling, and I'm gonna complain about stuff that I think is stupid, as is my God given right. Are you Are you watching night two? I think I will. I bet night two will be well. I, I well, Eric, I have some bad news for you if you don't want like a bad movie because oh i don't care the firehouse the firehouse fun fiend fun match with john cena is gonna just be a bad movie you know and that i might i honestly think that might fit better and i think at least me i'm more trained because they do those segments they do those skits with bray and i think like if it's kind of shot like that, like it could be brilliant and I might enjoy that more. It's not the idea of shooting them. Like I, I don't know. I think that maybe given time, I might evolve my position on this boneyard match, but like <laughs> me coming in. Boneyard. Like, yeah. It's it's so silly. I love the word. It is. Stu- no, it's fu- like wrestling is fucking retarded. Like, don't get me wrong. And this is this is completely stupid. And I think a lot of people were like their expectation was much lower. Oh, yeah. And they got something that was pretty decent. And I, I, I didn't I, when, when I hear about an AJ Styles and Undertaker beef and this is what I get like I'm I'm let down because it's sight unseen I'm not prepped for it I'm not watching Raw every week and I'm not expecting to get a dumb bad and I don't know I feel like it could have here I feel like it what people literally Eric the build up for this match they were expecting them to be like in a cartoon 
cemetery with like styrofoam gray tombstones everywhere and for them to like be breaking tombstones over people's heads and constantly and just be like like very silly i think the fact that we got like Mm -hmm. production values and uh aj styles and the rest of the the club they're dead so that's you know we don't have to worry about them anymore they're never gonna wrestle again they're they kayfabe died it just got buried alive so we're gonna we're gonna get aj we're gonna get carl anderson he he has ak styles uh uh, that's he's gonna come back carl anderson's sons are all orphans now (laughs) it's true it's so true he got exploded or something that 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 motorcycle wizard killed them (laughs) he did you you weren't watching wrestling with during Big Evil, were you? What was Big Evil? That no. was Undertaker's gimmick, where he was the biker kind of. The after American Badass, where he's just a biker, then he oh he segued into Big Evil, which is like biker kind slash. Of like yeah, yeah, it was it was both a hybrid of both things. Yeah, yeah. I ultimately I don't like. I don't know. Taker can do dumb shit. Wrestling is oh, fucking. Ever watches Instagram? I don't care. No, there's a lot I of really there's a lot of bad things on there. Um That's fine. I um I'm okay. I liked your like, I like your aggrieved uh wrestle tweets or wrestle mm-hmm. messages to me when you're like what's ha I'm like, I'm not watching WrestleMania and you're like and you're just typing me like but why are why is you why are they wrestling in a graveyard or whatever it is or that's very silly. Are you oh, here, Eric, can I ask you one final one final question? Please, please buy do not buy i paid ten dollars i'm watching both of them i you know don't don't pay sixty dollars for to keep the replays on fight fuck all that like that's that's way not worth it i'm gonna i'm gonna watch both of these things and then i'm gonna watch halloween havoc or some shit after this because that's a good palate cleanser i just i'm at a point where like I really like I need more wrestling. <laughs> I, I, I would. <laughs> I need something. If you, if you have to, the ne- if you have the network, Eric, I would just go watch old NWA uh, Jim oh, Cro- yeah. Jim Crocker promotions. Watch uh watch the first Starcade where Roddy Roddy Piper bleeds from his ears. He blades Roddy Roddy Piper blades his ear. That's horrible. Ugh. I I it is. I, I, I think Roddy Roddy Piper place. was a nutcase. Oh yeah, of course he was. No, I, I, I'm at a place where emotionally I need, I need fluff content to digest. And when I'm at my most emotionally disturbed, pro wrestling is the best, like the absolute best solution for that. Um, my dad is a heel wrestler. Also, is now available on. Are you ready to talk about? Uh comic books again eric stupid sex always sex comics stop we can stop talking about cockroach tanahashi but that's a bad guy uh we can move on to our final segment it's time for nerbo book club nerbo book club is part of our show eric and i sign a larger collective work and discuss it in depth a, like what a book in a book club except it's a comic book in a comic book club we are discussing money shot volume one written by tim seeley sarah Beatty. Redrawn by Rebecca Isaacs, colored by Kurt Michael Russell, and lettered by Crank. I wanted to include the lettering because Crank is just the perfect. Mm-hmm. It's very it's perfect lettering, you know, for this book, which is charming and also. I like this. I like this book. But it is stupid as fuck. It's aggressively stupid. Yeah, I, the, the the thing I'm going to say straight off the bat, not porny enough. Not enough. Not porny enough. I mean, 
it shows it shows some dicks. Um, but there's like sure as hell show some alien balls. They they do show that guy's balls a lot, and I think that's great and hilarious. Um, there is fucking, but it's almost entirely off the page, and that's weird to me. Like it's strange, and I guess I guess that's what they were working with. You know, that's how they got this published. It had to be. It had to. They had to go by these things, but I feel like if you're gonna do your fucky book make it fucky i don't know this is this is what they landed on and i think it's good and well produced i think the story is a little ridiculous but i mean that's wait, wait, what wait, you wait, want wait, wait, wait i have one complaint about what you just said eric and you said a little ridiculous this book is not okay, a little I, the story by, is not a little ridiculous, ridiculous i mean kind of doesn't work oh okay uh, i mean no i mean <laughs> of course ridiculous not. I a story like this, where the whole premise is scientists go into space to fuck a bunch of pe- a bunch of people. Like I think that the only mistake you make is not making it even dumber. Like I I this is a thing that I will never let you read because it is it, it is. But I wrote two ep- two issues of a comic book script. I never got around to drawing because drawing comics are fucking hard. Um, that was not too dissimilar to this. It was kind of like, it was kind of like pornographic Futurama and like it would fit very well kind of as a sister to this universe. And I kind of think that that it doesn't go far enough in some ways. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think I want for one, do not mind that it's not fuckier. If we're gonna if we're using that officially as the signifier i think that's i think that's super strange to me well like here it's like it's like why well I don't know. here eric this is a sex comedy that's what this is adventure sex comedy i guess this mm-hmm. is if you want to call this whatever this book is but i think this is a thing that you certainly are not affected by but because because of because you don't have the I don't want to call it, I don't want to use it like as a pejorative necessarily, but you don't have hangups. Mm-hmm. You don't have certain hangups on about certain things. I I will say that I I I definitely can imagine that I interpret this book a lot different than most people. Yes, most people would be like, "Oh my god, look at how much nudity there is. Oh my mm-hmm. god, there there's b- alien balls in this so many times." They have a threesome with a sex, a, a mermaid alien, all that stuff. There's gay sex in this. Uh, like, that's, but that stuff for a lot of people is just like, oh my god, look at that. Mm-hmm. But I think those people will still give this a pass and not think, oh, it's just porn. I don't want to read it because it's funny and because it's not explicit for most, for the most part. You know, there's, there, there, because that line is there. This that will be read by a lot more people, and not a little bit more people. A lot more people would read this comic book because it's not explicit. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I I definitely get that. And I think I am in in general. People are very prudish. Yes, and and also the fact that trying to sell this comic book to like if it's explicit, like trying to sell this in a even like in comicsology is a trouble enough as it is on its own because of the things apple has pulled from their store like saga mm-hmm. for god's sake 
um it's selling this in a comic book store like you have to put it on a high shelf you have to put it in a if you want kids in your store which a lot of you know bigger shops have kids sections and they want families to come in this is in a paper bag this is a place a kid can't reach you have to segment it off which automatically cuts off a lot of large part of their audience and i don't I, if this, I think if this was a web comic, and was put in the right circles, and was more explicit, it would do like gangbusters. But there's this weird schism between print and web comics a lot of the time. Um, well, it was ad- advice that I was myself given a long time ago: is that most most nerds are completely prudes, and like they they like you know sexy things but like you it has to be kind of within a circle of acceptability right so even even beyond like the keeping it um you know out of kids hands or like whatever Mm -hmm. like i'm not surprised that it's in that it's just uh sometimes i'm stunned at like just how different a fucking person i than than most people yeah i I, and frankly i think that that delineation the fact that there isn't necessarily explicit sex in it lets the comedy shine through a lot more and lets the writing shine through a lot more uh and lets it be really stupid and i think when you add i do think all that's good i think all that's definitely good well i mean i think that once you add i'm guilty of this myself where once you add explicit sex to anything, be it a comic book or a movie or a book, any kind of art, it can overshadow. It can that is what the book becomes identified by. It is that is the thing everyone will focus in on. You know, they yeah, will, but the, the 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 name of the book is literally about coming on someone. Yes, but those that's are, the title of the book. But those those like are, the, the whole the whole concept is is fucking to say that that's all that people focus on and the thing that those are like words a target though. is drawn around well a target literally those words are those are just words though eric they're not actually showing any of that writing a, is just words bud i understand that's what i'm exactly what i'm saying is that it's much more powerful when it's whenever when you like it there is when if you actually show it people immediately they switch they change they go oh this is not the book for me anymore um and I don't know. I don't think I, it never popped out to me like, oh, I wish there was more, you know, more explicit sex in this. I think it gets its message across well enough. I'm going to say there's there's more explicit sex in Southern Bastards. Oh, yeah. Than there is in uh, this. There absolutely is. There's there's more in uh, Faithless. There's well, more in. Don't get me started. Any on, of those other books that we've read. Don't get me started. And on none, of, none of that is what you associate with those uh, books. Uh, Eric. Not Southern Bastards. I mean, Southern Bastards is a gross, disgusting book anyway. It's full of horror. Mm-hmm. But Faithless, that is exactly what I associate with Faithless. I don't think, I don't, I didn't read his, I didn't read the whole thing, but three issues. And I'm like, that's just like this empty, whatever. It looks nice, but I need more than that. Um, you, my, my, the question I had for you, overarching anything, nothing to do with explicit sex, was do you care about these characters after you read this? that's an interesting enough question um there's they kind of don't stick with me afterwards you know like i'm not 
super connecting with them, but like I feel like within the confines of the story, um, a lot of it is in the art and their character designs. Like I kind of do kind of feel things going through. Like I, I, I feel empathy reading through this. There's some interesting, there's, there's interesting things going on in here. Um, but am I going to remember any of these characters forever? No. I mean, I think it's, it is, I, and it's, it's a, it's kind of a question I have whenever we read a comedy, regardless of the context of that comedy, does it carry the weight of caring about those characters? Do those characters carry with you afterwards? Like when I think of my favorite comedies, I think of, uh, you know, the fact that it can sell a character to me as well as the comedy, you know, about and how those you can you can sell the comedy, but also sell, I don't know, the the story as meaningful. And like, I think this succeeds easily as just, hey, this is a plot that we can hang sex jokes on. I think it succeeds on that metric and it makes enough sense like you said earlier not this plot is not necessary if you start examining like what's happening with these aliens you're like well why is this you're like okay it makes sense in a very stupid yeah sort of way yes yeah, so you're just, you just it, it 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 about it hangs together about as much as a, a cinemax like fucking like softcore porno movie which it effectively is. Yeah, except funnier. The writing, more clever dialogue. Yeah, no, there, there's there's good in here. I just feel like, I feel like it's already got a foot in the porno comic realm. And it is, it should be, it should be less, it should be less that or more that. And I think it should be more that. I would appreciate it more if it was more that. I, know. I don't have a problem with what it is, but I don't think this is... I don't think this is going to be a, a fucking million book seller either way. Oh, no, I would not. No, I'm not. I don't. So that's no. the thing. Like when you make a thing like this, you have to either market to people who are fucking rabid for it or you need to go broad market. And I feel like this is this is trapped in in no place. Well, I mean, that's I'm, that's like most. Unfortunately, that's most comic books, on, on, honestly. There's a lot of comics that are like, I I don't I don't know about how what was I talking about? I, this question was not about the the marketing. I was mm -hmm. the characters. I think the my my problem with it is nothing to do with how, how how explicit it is. My problem with it is the characters do not transcend the comedy. Yeah, and I think that's the I don't I don't necessarily think that this book is it still has value. It still has worth. Because it doesn't do that, but I feel like that's the thing that's keeping it from coming, getting to the next level, getting to like a next wave, which is my basically my top tier comedy comic mm -hmm. book, where I those characters transcend the comedy to a certain extent because they're so, I mean, to a certain extent, dumb. They are the, like mm -hmm. the characters are just a little too. Like the only guy, the only character that gets close to it, I guess two characters, are Supermassive Black Hole. Mm -hmm. He's great, and uh, the Big Balls Alien. Mm -hmm. I, I I do kind of feel like Next Wave is just kind of perfect in that 
you can inject anything with a large cast like this and you know large lar- big ensemble comedy it can almost always get a little next wave in there and be improved by it and i i mean i i completely agree with you but i think they just need i think all these characters needed that extra touch mm-hmm. of absurdity of i think all the characters needed to be I think they're trying to ground these characters like obviously our 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 two leads, I guess you would call them, who used to date and now don't date, I guess, and have like a weird they don't have a will they won't they because they're having sex <laughs> multiple times mm. in this book, but it has like a weird like oh they have there's emotional distance between the two of them. I think the book is trying to keep them relatively grounded and opposed to, you know, supermassive black hole alien with giant balls the ridiculous things that are happening the in the plot like you know gladiatorial combat and also the t- the tie in the weird uh water sort of mad max it's basically just period kind of thing going on where mm-hmm. i think that i don't know i don't necessarily disagree with it but it does i think slow down the book a little bit you know when you read the pitch of this, I feel like they're, oh, every issue they're going to be going to a different, different planet. We're going to get a little Star Trek episode on each one, and then we'll move on. Yeah. But instead, we get a whole arc set on one planet, and I assume then we'll have another arc set on a different planet. Or maybe they will start jumping around more often. I don't know. But there's a lot of also... Or, or this book will just not go on for very long. Well, I mean, that's a question we should be asking about a lot of books right now. Correct. Uh, unfortunately. Like, there's a lot of books that were just, like, there's not a lot of people buying comic books right now. It's going to make it difficult for a lot of these smaller books to survive. And, like, the the people will make more comics, but are they going to come back and do this book again? I don't know. You asked that about a lot of the books. Like, most of the Marvel DC books are probably relatively safe to continue at some point. But some of these smaller indie books, like, who knows where they'll be, people will be after the pandemic has mostly gotten oh we've mostly gotten through it when we can return to a sort of normalcy i think it like they they it reads like they're they don't think they're going to stop it here it reads like they're going to continue mm-hmm. on but i think that's, i would definitely like to see more of this yeah i think so too it, i i think it's it is it is dumb and it's fucky i just i want it to be dumber and fuckier I don't, I don't I don't feel like that's unreasonable. <laughs> I, I I think I don't necessarily need to be dumber. I want it to be more absurd. Yeah. That's I think, what I mean by dumber. Okay. Um I think I think it well one there's a lot of we I think we've talked about this before, but I mean I know we talk about Sandman, but there's a lot of books where we read it one volume and I don't think this, this is not Sandman, but the first volume can often be just people the creative team working together for the first time finding their legs Mm. figuring out what they want out of a book you know we can this could easily pivot to be more i i pretty much expect it to because honestly they're not going to get less absurd like i don't expect this book to get because that's where the humor lies and if like it's like the dragon ball thing where of course they got to get stronger we got to have bigger fights we got to have more absurd jokes um what do you think about the art i mean i have been 
mostly on the strength of the art, I was excited to read this story just from the teasers I'm getting on Twitter from following Tim Seeley and others. I thought this looked cute as fuck. The color's great. The characters and the designs are great. It's just nice, good, like nice animated feeling, expressive faces, all kinds of stuff. Just, just absolutely tremendous. I really thoroughly enjoy it. In fact, I think that, you know, I was saying like, I do, you know, you do feel emotionally connected to the characters. And I think it's largely through the strength of the character acting in the art. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. It's very strong. Mm-hmm. It really, it's it, tremendous. It, and it, I, I love it. It's, it, it, it kind of, every so often when you read those books, like we read the, the on the stump book and we don't know who is feeling what, why are the people doing things? And then you read something like this, where there's not necessarily less like Tim Seeley is, you know, ex- experienced writer and knows what he's doing. Mm. I like Tim Seeley. Yeah, so do I. Uh, Sarah Sarah Bay is a comedy writer, and I assume she's adding a lot of the comedy chops. Tim Seeley's comedy has never been my favorite thing about him. I never enjoyed uh, what's that horror comedy book he he did forever? Hack slash. Hack slash. I never. I like Hack slash, but I will not call it good. <laughs> okay. Um, I but I think like the very fact that you don't need they don't like you were talking about earlier, Eric. When you when we can't understand what's happening on a page, you have to use words to tell us. Mm-hmm. And in this, a lot of the instances in this book, it makes it very clear about how important the character acting is because mm-hmm. you don't need to tell us how they are feeling. The storytelling in this book is very good, and yeah. the, yes, the character acting as a point, like facial expressions and the way that things are framed and like this is there's a lot of strong things like there's like the characters bodies and faces and everything is very discreet there's a lot of really good and smart work and design that's gone into this like i i like it a lot the only thing that i think is a little weak is i feel like the there's like there's there's two dudes and i think they like one is a little shorter and wider, but they're both like super ripped athlete guys. And there's two women with basically the same body. Like, I don't know a little bit more variety would I think be better, but it's still not bad. But I say, I, I, I hope this book continues. I hope we get more. I of do it. too. Um, I, I had a blast with this. Um, I, just, I, I just wish that it was turned up a little bit more. Absurd is a, probably a better way to, I, I want even more absurdity. I have a feeling that's where we, I, I mean, I hope that's where I, that's what I want. I want it to be, you know, I, I'm a certain point. There is a argument to be made that you want to start. I don't know if, if you start at, you know, a hundred miles an hour, there's no more room to accelerate. There's no more room to push it, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, I think you can, I think, I don't know. I think you can always evolve it into something else. And it, it, it I don't know. It might be that the the best story that's told in this universe is not the most absurd one, but I think it. I think at least they need to establish that the world is a little bit more ridiculous than this. I mean, there's it's it's the. I think that is the. It's also a problem with having such a big cast, with having five mm-hmm. characters that we're trying to follow. Is that mm-hmm. plus all those aliens? Is like the five characters each have their own 
We have yeah. to spend time with each of them, and then, each, uh, then we have time with each of them with the other members, especially because there's like those flashbacks with them having sex with each other to get to know each other better. <laughs> and it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of pages. Um, mm-hmm. I hope this book continues. I like it, and I think it has room for growth. Uh, I'm curious about the long, if it continues, or how, how it continues, what the long-term story looks like on it. I think that I'm curious to just getting that big science thing going once we get there and hope for love, hope for love. Big the, science thing. Big science thing. The, the, the titular money shot. Um, anything else you want to add or, or discuss? I don't think so. So, uh, that was money shot. Volume one. Next up, I will be talking about the first three volumes of Witch Hat Atelier. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, it's a very cute fantasy manga by Komome Shirahama. Uh, cute witch book. Very, it's a nice, nice break from reality. We'll probably have a lot of a string of those. Probably going to have a lot of nice break from reality books for a while. Uh, no complaints. Yeah. You the, won't be reading any any zombie or plague books. No, God, no. Uh, books and, about economic crashes. We're not going to read The Grapes of Wrath in comic book form. I literally... But there, zombies. Someone on Twitter was recommending everyone should read Grapes of Wrath. And I was like, I... Yeah, no, I've, I've read The Grapes of Wrath. No, thank you. I mean, it's it's like, qualitatively, it's good. It's a good book, but uh, not. Yeah. I don't want to read that right now. No, I, uh, I don't. I, I, I felt horrible when I read The Grapes of Wrath. I don't want to feel horrible now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna watch dumb shit and try and 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 survive this it's okay i'm gonna be all right uh well and in the, about uh floppies uh your guess is as good as ours uh listen in next week next next week next time and you'll, you'll find we'll find find out together if there's more comic books <laughs> if they keep releasing them or until or they wait three months or four months or six months to release more comic books we'll see uh That'll do it for us. We are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsboyscomicshour.com. Uh, links to our Facebook or Twitter or RSS feed are there. If you like the show, please subscribe. Tell your friends. Give us a nice review, five stars, or whatever podcast service you use. It really helps us out. Helps us find new listeners. We appreciate it. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com, where you can find links to purchase all my novels, including my newest novel, The Split Circle. You're going to get used to saying that, Eric. You know, bud. For three months. You 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 promote your thing. I'm proud of you. Uh, Eric, where can I find you and your things online? It's a good question. You can see my portfolio at Free Will. What the hell? You can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com. And you can see the other things I get up to at ericzgoodnight.com. That includes social media uh, services like Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Where I'm known on each as E Z Goodnight. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug something for Eric and that he has some key keychains up on his shop. And they I are I actually am I'm actually not promoting them. Oh no. But if you if you would like to take a look at them and if you really want one, you can you can DM me about them. But they go ahead are, and finish your spiel. I was gonna say, Eric I got his Kenny Omega and his Bray Wyatt fiend keychains, and they are badass. They are Thank really, you. they are really cool. Uh, and I want to make more. You should. They're great. I have, I have not been promoting them 
um, multiple people. I mean, like all the I put five or six of them on my website just just to do it, and people bought all of them. Um, and I've and I've not been promoting them. Like I would love to get these out there and be able to sell through them, but unfortunately, I cannot right now. Um, if you are interested in taking a look, they are on my Instagram. You can DM me through that. If you're interested in getting one, I'll add one to the store. Um, but very few people are getting them right now. I might even be underpricing them. Um, so take that for what you will. <laughs> um, they're really awesome. I, I want to do more of them. I want to, I want to do, I mean, how sick would a keychain with, um, okada and that new gear be i think that'd be amazing i wanted that and um uh marty i think would be the next ones that i would do people are rabid for marty i would hear two humble suggestions sure surfer sting and crow sting on that's a that's a dope one i can i can probably make that work and muda both face paint and no face paint muda I feel like Muda, Muda, Muda merch doesn't sell. Oh, I mean, I'm not pro sting. I'm not saying that it would be, it would sell. I'm just saying that's what I want. <laughs> no, I know. I, that's the thing is I, I wish I could make every precious thing, but there's some things like, oh man, and maybe I can draw it and it would look super cool, but like to get it produced. Is yeah, tough. it's, it's a lot. I understand. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, go follow Eric on his Instagram and look at all his cool stuff. Uh, that'll do. Easy good night on Instagram. There you go. Easy good night. Uh, with that, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.